I'm Mike Boyle, and you're listening to The Impact Show with Jim Kilbasso. Welcome to The Impact Show. Beyond training, beyond practice, this is the podcast for strength and conditioning coaches, sport coaches, personal trainers, and sports fitness entrepreneurs who want to increase the impact they have on the people around them. And now, here's your host, coach, author, and entrepreneur, Jim Kilbasso.
Let's jump into our coaching segment for today, and I've got with me the associate head strength and conditioning coach at the university, or I'm sorry, West Virginia University. Correct. <laughs> got to make it right. Daryl Bauer. Daryl, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here, Jim. Daryl, we have known each other for quite some time and had a lot of conversations. Um, All of years. Oh, my God. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about this specific topic, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it because I think both of us have changed and gone back and forth and thought about this. But, you know, for a lot of coaches, um, this is, you know, this could be personal trainers, strength coaches, sport coaches, uh, you know, whoever it is. Um, uh, some people think they just got to keep getting stronger and keep getting stronger. When, in your opinion, is enough enough? You know, how, what, what is strong enough? Well, first of all, as a coach, um, you have to know the athlete, not only not only where they're at in their current state, but their training history, um, you know, finding out what their what their training programs were like in, in high school and then finding out, you know, how they've developed and keep record of them over the years. Um, <clears throat> and then you need to compare that to to their current performance level. And if they're playing at at their highest level and, and they're considered at peak performance, um, you know, do you want to continue to gain stronger or get strength? Uh, my answer is yes. Um, mm. now how do you measure strength? Well, you know, if I were to ask, ask a, uh, a, an athlete, you know, how strong are you? They're going to say, well, I'm pretty strong. I said, no, how strong are you? Well, you're only as strong as what you've overcame. So to measure strength, you know, if you can deadlift 405 pounds, then, well, you're at least 405 pounds strong, you know. So yep. um, you're only as strong as what you're able to overcome. So when is enough strength enough? I, I think that there's a point for guys where they, once, they, once they get to what you would consider a, an ideal playing weight or an ideal competition weight, an ideal competition body composition, um, at that point you need to consider the gain, the, the pursuit of that strength, is mm -hmm. that going to lead to size increase? And if size increase happens, um, is that going to detract from their ideal performance state? So you just have to be mm -hmm. careful. That's why I said it's so important to know the athlete physically and, and know where they came from and where they're going um, and what they're capable of because if you just continue to put more and more weight on the bar, more and more weight on the bar, we got guys, you know, that, that by the end of their sophomore year of college are squatting, you know, close to 600 pounds. Well, for them to go from 
595 to 635 over the next mm-hmm. year although that's only you know 40 pounds that's a lot of a lot of increase for an, an athlete that's at that already that strong compared to their body weight and also taking into effect their ideal performance state absolutely and you also have to consider how many times you're going to have to put that five or six hundred pounds on that guy's back right absolutely. i mean do you, do you have to at some point start considering you know this is to go from whatever you said 595 to 635 that's going to take a lot of work that's not going to be just you know let's squat a couple sets a week like that's going to take a lot of work you know how do you manage or figure out how much time and volume is worth it to to get that strong open communication with them i mean them mm-hmm. you know obviously everybody talks about having trust and you know that's it's not that's a real thing and it's either it's either they trust you or they don't and it's really easy to tell but if you ask a kid look them in the eye and say how do you feel you know you have to know their personality is this a kid that's going to say he's always fine i feel great i feel strong because in his head to say anything different would mess him up mhm or is he a kid you know you have to keep that in, into account because if he's saying, hey, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, well, you kind of got to read the way that he said it. You know, if he kind of says, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good, you know, well, <laughs> that probably means he's not feeling that good if he had to hesitate and he wasn't sure about it, you know. Yeah. Compared to, We're, you may have another, the opposite, psych, you know, psychology of a kid where he's going to say, oh, I feel terrible, uh, I, I feel beat down, you know, well, he might actually feel decent, but yeah. he's afraid to tell you that he feels good because then you're going to give him more, you know. Right. So, you know, that's that's coaching. You know, it, it's if you can't read that kid, know their physiological state, where they've been, where they're going, and then read their reaction and, and know, hey, he needs more or he needs less. I mean, that's that's where the art of coaching comes in, you know, regardless of periodization models and and, you know, whether you're using whatever type of philosophy you're using, um, being able to read the athlete in regards to the topic of when is strong, strong enough um, is, is critical. And the, the other thing about it is, you know, is there a point, you know, I think uh, you, were, you had a guy you were training a few years ago, was it, uh, he played for the Chargers. Antonio Gates, yeah. And, That's when we started talking about this. Yeah, we got into a little argument because I was saying, you know, well, yeah, of course, get him stronger, get him stronger, get him stronger. And you were like, well, guess what? He was, you know, pro bowler in this many years and this and that, and he doesn't really want to lift. And, and, and I think that our conversation went from that to how long can we, can you prolong his career? Because if you're not strength training, you know, all right, maybe he is strong enough to play at that level. But Mm -hmm. if, if the pursuit of strength ceases to exist injuries will pop up Mm -hmm. because yes he may be as fast or strong as he needs to be but his connected tissues his bones his ligaments and his tendons don't have the amount the correct amount of eustress to keep them healthy throughout a 16 or 17 18 game season Mm -hmm. you know you you know I, i guess that also comes back to how do you you know how do you determine what is strong like does it have to be a squat does it can it be a one leg squat could it be 
you know, could it be something else? You know, does it have to be how much he can pick up off the floor or how much he can squat? I don't think so. I mean, everybody has their methods. I mean, you got guys that are that are leg press only, you know, high intensity hip press guys, and you put him in a pendulum hip press, and he can press 900 pounds for 10 reps. Well, you know, he's pretty doggone strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then he goes on the field, and he's not strong on the field. You know, he gets blown off the line. It so you know we can measure it that way in the weight room. So if you're a powerlifting guy and deadlift is your measurement tool. You know, you're going to be able to compare athletes on that spectrum of strength from, okay, he is strong or he's, or he's not strong weight room-wise. Um, I mean, I think you need to be able to compare whatever your strength training method is, compare that to how they test in your mm-hmm. testing, whether it's if you're a 40-yard dash guy or you're a shuttle guy or whatever it is, you need to be able to compare those two things um, to find out, where does that strength fall in regards to their performance? And now, have you ever had somebody that you thought, okay, this guy is, you know, this guy's pretty strong. Like, I don't, I, but he needs work in other areas. You know, maybe his conditioning is bad or his mobility is bad or his skills are bad. And you feel like, okay, strength, we're going to keep doing the strength training. And yeah, he might get, he might get stronger, but we're going to put more emphasis on something else that you deem is his, you know, a bigger limiting factor. Do you kind of then, do you change the programming at that point? So we have, um, here at West Virginia and, uh, Mike Joseph is our director and he's been here going on nine years. I've been here almost, you know, going on eight years. Mike's uh, a fantastic guy and a fantastic top, coach too. Top shelf. I mean, he's, yep. he's one of the best in the field. I'm extremely, extremely fortunate to uh to to been allowed to stay here for as long as I have because it's just such a great environment you know you just can't you can't put a price on working with good people yeah you guys are world class over there um thank you but the you know we're talking to him you know we obviously kind of have three i wouldn't say they're three separate programs but three separate um, you know, preparation mindsets in regards to our mm-hmm. guys. So we obviously have our our brand new guy. You know, I like to call them puppies. You know, we have our new puppies that come in, mm-hmm. and uh, we put them on a foundational program, which is the most basic strength movements possible: push-ups, chin-ups, lunging, squat. Um, and and it's more about you know the discipline of the exercise, the execution. You know, in the concept of, you know, that we, we, we refer to as repetition integrity, and we're just trying mm-hmm. to get that foundation. Once they're in, once they have found, you know, what we feel is good repetition integrity, we kind of put them into, from the foundational program into more of our developmental program, which is just your, the guys that, you know, the majority of guys that could use more strength, more speed, more power, more agility, mm-hmm. you know, and those, that's kind of your main core of your team is training under that developmental program and then every year we always have those juniors or seniors that like I was talking about are are damn near to their ideal performance state in regards to mm-hmm. strength body composition playing weight um, conditioning levels they're pretty doggone close mm-hmm. so we don't want to just continue to put more and more weight on them in regards to load intensity mm-hmm. in the weight room um you know so we like to use we like to get into some of the more uh the conjugate 
get style training where we will use bands on our squats or or chains. And I, I, I love strength training with chains for, for many reasons, but you know, it's a way that you can still load them, but there is a deload portion to some of that, um, and still keep their neuromuscular system firing at an extremely high level, keep them safe, um, Mm -hmm. and then allow them to fill in the gaps uh, of what else they need, whether it's skill development, whether it's film room or what, whatever they need to make this their last year or their last two years uh, at West Virginia, um, get them to a, a, you know, what we would call like a, a max Q state, which is everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the goal um, where everything is ideal. So, um, yeah, I think there's a point where we do, you know, we, we kind of call that, you know, that last tier of guys, you know, is kind of that finishing tier where mm-hmm. I don't like to use the word tier, but like, you know, that's kind of the, our, our few guys get to that. But, you know, a guy like Tavon Austin that we had, he was mm-hmm. first round draft pick three or four years ago. Um, he, uh, he had, obviously he ran a four, two something in the four, in the, at the combine unofficial. I think his official time was four, three. He was 178 pounds he was five eight or five nine, um, and absolutely, absolute freak. I mean, mm-hmm. do we need to continue to put weight on him if he's that fast? And he's, you know, he, he he always was a slot receiver and had great, you know, great statistics and great as a great player. We finally put him in at tailback against Oklahoma. His senior year, he carried the ball like twenty three times and ran for three hundred and sixty five. And five touchdowns. <laughs> you know, I good. think his performance state is pretty. He, we're we're pretty close. So yeah. with Tavon, you know, we would still load him. We would use bands or we would use chains. You know, and you just hey, maybe we don't do the last set, or maybe mm-hmm. we you know we have him do a little bit something different. So he feels good that he's getting better, but we feel good that we're not putting him at risk of injury understanding yeah. how delicate that can be. So, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll definitely change it. So, you know, I think final answer is strong. When is strong, strong enough? Like, I think there is a point in sports where you get to an ideal performance state and strength, you know, strength can be at that level. And to go to continue to, you know, try to get five more pounds, you know, could be at risk. But the pursuit of that strength, I don't think there's ever a point where that that stops the pursuit of strength. Yeah. I mean, great answer uh, to this. And this is a great topic. You you summed it up really nicely at the end. And without being wishy-washy, essentially, it depends. You know, it depends on the kid and you have to be a good coach. Um, You know, I I appreciate your thoughts on that, Daryl. I think it's going to help a lot of people at least to think through, um, you know, how how strong is strong enough and you even gave a great example of how you can do a progression because a lot of high school coaches or people working with younger athletes need that beginning stuff that you were talking about and most people don't get to that kind of peak state you were talking about so right. appreciate it daryl we will uh we'll pick up this you know uh we'll pick up a, a different conversation or a different topic next time thank you jim thanks daryl
thank you for listening to The Impact Show. We're glad you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on the people around you. Please visit us at jimkilbasso.com for more information and ideas to increase your impact. And of course, we hope you subscribe to our podcast to enjoy more tips, stories, and advice from our industry's leaders.